You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Write that down. Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that down. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, gentlemen. It is time. We got Manny Hill joining us for another Write That Down session. Hello, gentlemen. Welcome to the party. Uh, I, actually, before we dive into the accountability session yes. and predictions, mm-hmm. <laughs> these guys crapped on me for this, Manny, but you can appreciate this. The okay. Timberwolves for 30 years have been a laughing stock, right? For the most part, yeah. I just took these guys through a tour of the one piece of real estate the Timberwolves own, which is All-Star Weekend, okay? An oral history, 1994, J.R. Ryder, dunk champion. Chris yeah. Carr, second to Kobe Bryant in the dunk contest, 1997. Yeah. 2001, Wally Zerbiak, rising star MVP. KG, all-star game MVP, 2003. Yeah. 08, Gerald Green blows a candle out of a cupcake. The iconic dunk of the 2008 dunk contest. Kevin Love, three-point champion. Yeah. Uh, Zach Levine, dunk <laughs> champion. Wiggins, rising star MVP. Levine, rising star MVP. Cat, skills challenge Winner. And they Zach Levine won the, the dunk contest twice. One of two years in a row, Zach Levine did. That's true. I didn't even say and, that. And does yeah. that blow your mind, Rami? No. A little bit. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> a little bit. And to be fair, we were promised our minds would be blown all over the studio, basically. Is your mind blown, Manny? Are you impressed to the point, or or was, were those yeah. were those stats eye opening enough I, that well, your brains are splattered across the wall? Brain matter flying I out. S- I will say this as somebody who's followed the Timberwolves closely for twenty five years, um, it is kind of mind blowing because I didn't even like really think about all a lot of that All Star Weekend success that the Wolves have had over the years. I mean, let's be honest, it hasn't been a whole lot of success otherwise. It's the thing we should so, champion, really. The, the only thing God, I mean, we should champion. Us. You know. All right, you guys want some... Uh, a nice run. You guys want some predictions gone wrong here? I do. Mostly gone wrong. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yes. All right, here's how this works. If you're new to the segment, and by the way, we're streaming right now, or you're watching on demand on uh, YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, on uh, Twitch even. we got a Twitch account now. It's mm-hmm. very exciting. Thank you for watching, and thank you for listening. Here are the predictions from previous weeks that have come off the board, all right? Judd said the Twins are going to trade Max Kepler this offseason. That didn't happen. Uh, Declan also said when he was filling in one time uh, that Max Kepler would be traded this winter. Instead, they said, here's $30 million. Go get it. Yep. You're signing your 30s. And you're off to the Dodgers. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, Manny said Joe Flacco will be the starting quarterback for the Jaguars in 2019. Hey, it was logical at the time. And technically, if he does get cut by the Broncos and the Jaguars sign him before the season, you let us know and we'll take this one back for you. Okay? Yeah. Could happen. Yeah, good. And uh, listener predictions that came off the board here. Nothing came off the board for me, Jonathan, or Rami. But Mike S. said, it's a very noble prediction. He said, Tim Tebow will be quarterback for the Orlando team in the Alliance League mm. in February. Mm. 
reports are what Tim Tebow turned, turned it down. that down yeah. and Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, to play Triple A ball. Yeah, he's gonna be bus. he's gonna be playing for the Mets. Maybe Double A to start with the that season. long motion of his when he throws the baseball. I'm sure. So the current batting averages are Judd in the lead with a 350 average on the season here. So we go into a month two. Uh, I'm hitting 200. Manny is batting 111. And Jonathan, Rami, the listeners, and the guest predictors are all over on the season. Yes. So you guys yes, are screaming. Manny, Manny went over the entire season last year until the last week in December. Yep. I've got some home run predictions today that are going to land. Really? Yes. Okay. Yes. Splash. Right Splash. in the bay. Yes, sir. You're going deep. All right. Right over the right field wall. Okay. Right. Write it down. You like writing things well, down. For the sake of organization, let's go around the room here counterclockwise. Judd, start us off, and then we'll go Jonathan, Manny, Rami, and I'll, I'll finish up. All Three right. predictions each. We'll start with Judd. All right. I will start with the local hockey team. The Wild will trade at least two players, regular players, by or before the February 25th trade deadline, which is next Monday. So they're going to make at least two trades that will involve regular players. Now I'm on need clarification. I'm on, on the, the record, regular here. I'm on the record as because uh, I looked this up last night. I'm on the record with Zucker being traded. I'm on the record with it might be Granland or somebody else. I think Coil might be on there or too. Coil, Coil, not Granland. But I'm going with they will make at least two trades of regular players. Okay, what okay. is like, define regular? We got to be Na- we don't a national want any loopholes here. Okay, okay, a National Hockey League current rostered player. Okay, like a Coil Zucker, Coil like that. Yes, Niederreiter, uh, Granlin. He scores. <laughs> Write it down. You like writing things down. <laughs> Write this down. All right, Jonathan. Good. In line with uh, how Mackie opened the segment, Josh Okogie will be the MVP of Damn the you. Rising Star Challenge. Damn wow. you! You stole my prediction. <laughs> uh, I got MVP add to it tonight. Now. Okay. So Okogie, MVP of uh, Rising Star. Wait, hold, wait, wait, wait. We got controversy. What? We what? got controversy. What controversy? How? I'm watching our stream right now. It's Score North. Okay. How's uh, my posture? Twitter. It's pretty good, but the camera's shooting right on your gut. Damn so it. it's a no win here. Can we do now, something I'm, about I'm, this? I'm slumping, but I'm behind so many mics. I just look sort of fat and I don't care. Can we get me a body double? Anyway, here's the. <laughs> Here's the, I've here, got a picture of my face on Vin Diesel's body, so oh, I'm looking pretty good right now. Here's the controversy, boys. The controversy is right below the Score North uh, insignia. Go it says, write this down, mm-hmm. Josh Okoge will win Rising Star MVP. Yeah, so that's because I was going to predict it. But I'm just <laughs> so wondering. I, 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 I put just, it in the headline. I'm not trying to cast spursions here, but I'm just wondering if somebody might have seen it and stolen it. And well, I don't want to name names. It's oh. possible Jonathan Let stole me, uh, it. But there are no, my, there my are no rules right that now. prevent you from stealing predictions. It is literally my write-that-down predictions. I'm That's surprised it. you didn't get, tell me I'm the... T- oh, yeah. All right. Okay, cool. All right. I have to, I'm going to have to one-up <laughs> it later. <laughs> I just thought it was very interesting, okay? Write this down. Write and it down. Your posture's like terrible, so it doesn't matter. Right. Give up, Rami. Manny Hill. Fire away. Can I just uh, stand up for everything? Something happens to my body when I sit down. Like, everything it just... scrunches together. It just... Everything squishes right to the middle. I'm not as fat as I... Can I do everything on camera standing up, please? I love how his his plea is I'm not that fat, and then if you go yeah, to our if you go to our social media accounts, you can see a three part review of the best French fry fast food. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I used to be much fatter, all right. I have fast food experience that educates that opinion, but I'm not that fat anymore. I'm not that fat, 
And here's a three-part series about why the curly fry is America's best. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Manny Hill, fire away. Uh, just a heads up, gentlemen. All three of my write-that-down predictions today are related to NBA All-Star Weekend right. this weekend. So Mine are as well. Up. Good good looking out, Manny. Splunches, steal all of them. Go ahead. <laughs> Write this down. My guy, Dennis Smith Jr. of the New York Knicks, will win the slam dunk contest. Okay. Write all this right. down. What's he, is he going to jump over a vehicle, or what's he going to do? Do you have any, do you have any dunk predictions? Uh, he Off will, the record, even? He will attempt. You can add this to it, too. He, oh, will, wow. att- he will attempt a th- uh, between-the-legs dunk. Okay. Okay, a little parlay. Not going to predict that he'll make it, but he will attempt it. (laughs) Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. I have a theme for my write that down predictions this afternoon as well. Because pitchers and catchers reported and spring training is underway, all mine will be baseball related. The next two will be twins related, but I'm going to say Bryce Harper or Manny Machado will sign a contract this week in the next seven days before we do the next write that down. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. You want to go out on the limb and predict the team, or no? I'm just going to keep it right there. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if you're right, that's probably a single now. But if you gave us a team, it's way more. No, I'm going to stay right there. So, uh, so sorry, I, I was up the average. <laughs> I can't worry about a slugging percentage at this point. I was typing a tweet. Can you? So you, <laughs> you said by March seventh, or no, by next week? By next, by next week. week. Okay. By the, by the next, write that down. Okay. Machado or Harper will have a team. Okay. And mm-hmm. standing up does help. It does? I just tried it, yes. I'm going to do it. <laughs> you guys, you look this, much is most, this is the most insecure radio show. You look much yeah, no, I'm so insecure. I'm so, I used to like be 320 pounds. I got all body issues. All 26 of our Twitch followers are judging you for your form right now. It's 40 now, okay? 40, okay. Write <laughs> this down. All right, since you already predicted Okogi, you stole my prediction. That's fine. I'm going to one-up it. I'm going to add a parlay to it. Okay. He'll win the Rising Stars MVP. And he will score at least 30 points in the game. Oh, wow. wow. And here's why. Wow. This is, these games are all about who tries hardest, right? Right. Like if, you want, if, you, if you want to win the MVP, just try harder than the other guys who are loafing. And who's going to try harder than Josh Okogie yeah. for yeah. two hours? That's true. So just by trying hard, he's going to score 30-plus points and win the Rising Stars MVP. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Antonio Brown will not be traded to the Vikings. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, but, come on. But no, that's no, not no. even a single. Pitch, no, 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 that's no, no. An error. No, no. I'm going <laughs> to give. I'm going to give you where he's going. Oh, okay. okay. So I'm telling you, I'm you know, to collar. He's not coming to the Vikings, but he will be traded to the Oakland Raiders. Ooh, wow. The okay. O- the Oakland like Raiders, that. who have three first round draft picks. Who love guys like this? Love it. Will acquire Antonio Brown, and, and it will John be a, Bruton's going to do that. It'll be a glorious gong show. Wow. Write that down. I like the I like the gusto. Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that then. All right. Sorry, Judd, for this one. Bruce Boudreau will not be the Wild head coach next season because he will be coaching the Edmonton Oilers next season. Wow. Oh, that that's your hockey prediction. That's yeah. cool. oh, I'm proud of you. <laughs> I told you you'd be proud of him. You're right. I am sorry. Don't apologize. I asked him if he was if he was proud of me that I was going to have a hockey take. Well, he goes, eh, I thought it might suck. That's good. Good job, wow. Jonathan. Wow. A lot of faith. No, Jeez. you did a great job. No, I'm giving you kudos. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write this down. Seth Curry. Oh, Seth okay. Curry. <laughs> 
the younger of the Curry brothers, who mm-hmm. plays for the Portland Trailblazers, will win the three-point shootout competition. Interesting. Okay. Seth Curry, not Stephen. I like it. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write this down. Rami. Looking the Minnesota very, Twins. Fit standing yeah, up. I kind of like the, this my, is a good look. My arms, because my, that's like yeah. the, that's the only thing I got going for me is my arms, and they're on <laughs> they're on full display at this angle. You can only see half my face because I'm standing no, up, like which is, is good. good. I feel like this is a um, good look. Yeah. No, I'm gonna. I think this is what I'm doing from now on. Anything we do on video, just I, gonna, okay. I will be standing. Um, my next baseball prediction for write that down today is that the Twins will sign a free agent before they break camp and head to Target Field. Okay, so they're gonna they're gonna add to their roster sometime between. They're going now and to then. add a free agent. Yes. Right. Now, can this has to be a major league free agent? Yeah. Right? It's not. Yes. So minor league contra- uh, contracts. No, nope, it has do not to be count. a major league contract. Okay. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down? All right. Write this down. Manny and I are kind of in lockstep with our trends here. I also have a three-point contest prediction. So Dirk Nowitzki is competing in the three-point contest, right? So he won it, what, f- almost 15 years ago now? Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. He, or he, he competed in it when he was short-haired Dirk Nowitzki and new to the league, too. It was, he's been in it a couple times, but he's making his return. I'm stealing this from Danny Cunningham from an off-air conversation. All Dirk right. Nowitzki will be too old and slow to finish the racks in his first round <laughs> in a three-point contest. I thought you were going to predict that he's going to win it. No, Dirk Nowitzki will not finish the racks. He will not play. It will not happen. Write this down. Write it down. Adam Silver for an extra minute on the clock. I'm serious. I think he did. Do you know how sad that would be to watch that? If he got an extra minute? No, no, no. If he didn't finish? Judd, it's already sad watching Dirk play oh. right now. It's just really sad. I went when, when the Mavs played here. It was pathetic. Yeah, it's like, dude, what are you doing? To it yourself? violates the Judd Zolgad. Oh, you totally. don't know when to retire rule in sports. It was just absolutely <laughs> pathetic. All right, my final. Write that down. <clears throat> the Wild will miss the playoffs next season. Okay, I believe I am on record as saying, I think from the start of this year that they were going to miss the playoffs for 2018-19. Well, now I am playing this out into the future for 2019-20. So next season, they will also miss the playoffs. Okay, I like it. You've got a theme, and you're sticking to it in your yes. predictions here. Taking yes. theme. All right, back to Jonathan Harrison. By the time training camp opens for the Vikings, and I know this is a little vague, but we can talk about it afterwards, the Vikings will make what will be considered a quote-unquote big trade. Oh, we need some clarification okay. here. Yeah, Xavier Rhodes, Everson Griffin, or Trey Waynes will be traded. Wow. One of those three? One of those three. So Rhodes, uh, uh, Trey Waynes, or, or Everson Griffin. I yeah. want to get this right. Okay. So you're basically saying in March. Because they would probably be traded in March. Yeah. Okay. All right. Interesting. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Okay, back to Manny Hill. Carl Anthony Towns will score at least 22 points in the All-Star game on uh, Sunday. Okay. Doesn't everybody score at least 22 points in the All-Star game? There's like 800 <laughs> points scored. Wasn't there a game a few years ago where the combined score was almost 400 points? Yeah. Where it was yeah. like 190. That was two years yeah. ago, yeah. yeah. Okay. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, back to Rami. Rocco Baldelli will be an AL Manager of the Year finalist Ooh. in year one with the Twins. Okay. How many finalists are there? I think four. Three or four. Is it three or four? Three or four, yeah. yeah. I thought it was three, but it might be four. All right, fair enough. That's a, Yeah, that's good. And proving Ooh. that Manny and I apparently prepped this whole segment together before <laughs> the show, mm-hmm. uh, write this down. Carl Anthony Towns. Write this down. We'll get a double-double in the All-Star game. Mm. Okay. So it's not just going to be points. He's going to be a rebound hound in the game on Sunday. 
Carl Anthony Towns. All right. Write it down. You like writing things down. So there it is. You can. We're just gonna leave this live stream up the whole show. That's fine. <laughs> it does look totally it, fine. It Don't is a, it's a big difference. It's exponentially better. It's a big exponentially difference. better. The, the arms look good because I lost a lot of. I lost 135 pounds like nine years ago, and when that happens, you have like this like loose flabby skin yeah. that like you can't lose through working out and diet. So when I sit down, all of that just gathers in the middle of my body and I look like I'm still 320 pounds. But which way is the beach? The beach? It's that, that way, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we have a now sit down. We have a listener a listener prediction or two. You can you can tweet us throughout the week. Tweet us your predictions throughout the week if you've got them and just say, hey, write that down prediction and uh, we'll log them from week to week. Frank M predicts the Vikings will trade Kirk Cousins and Kyler uh, and draft Kyler Murray in the first round. So he's going with this this theory that we That's talked about last week. Grand he's, Slam. He's uh, he's going to go for it all there. Uh, so if you have any predictions, you feel free to uh, to let us know. Uh, via via Twitter at Score North. That's S K O R North. And actually, here's another one that just came in from. This is from. We got to get Barry Anderson's prediction. He came up to us uh, yeah. during our show last week. Write that down. Prediction. Sam Snead has 82 PGA Tour wins. Tiger has 80. Prediction, Tiger wins at, lo- at least two PGA tournaments this calendar year to tie Sam Snead for uh, 82 Tour wins. So Tiger Woods will uh, will tie for the and you'd be very happy. all-time lead. Yes. All right. Uh, that's, that's it for Write That Down in the yeah. accountability session. You can find it every Friday live at 5 o'clock, or you can find it on, uh, on demand on our podcast feed or on any number of our video platforms. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, too. We're actually putting in some work to, uh, to grow our YouTube channel, so we would love it if you just went to youtube.com slash score north, S-K-O-R north, and give us a little subscription on YouTube. It'd be awesome. Hey, Minnesota sports fans, Phil Mackey here, introducing you to the all-new Score North on 1500, where you'll find Purple Daily at noon, Matthew Collar 2 to 4, and Mackey and Jeb with Rami from 4 to 6. Over at scorenorth.com, right, that's John. S-K-O-R. In addition to great written content, you'll find some of the most entertaining local Minnesota sports podcasts. Purple Podcast, Raised by Wolves, Myron Medcalf on Hoops, Touch Em All, Royce Unchained, and plenty more. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, all at Score North. Minnesota sports, anytime, anywhere. Thank you, Jonathan. It's uh, Mackie and Judd with Rami. Score North on 1500scorenorth.com. I'm Rami in that equation. There's Judd Zolgad and Phil Mackey. A couple of pieces of Colin Kaepernick news coming across today. The first one was uh, this morning, Bill Polian, former Colts GM, former Bills GM, and then with ESPN, he's now uh, one of the head honchos of the AAF. He said that uh, it's the alliance. No, it's the AAF, and uh, he said that they made offers to both Colin Kaepernick and Tim Tebow for contracts. Uh, Tebow opted to stay in the uh, Mets minor league system and pursue his baseball dreams, while Kaepernick he asked for twenty million dollars to play in the AAF. Polian said that all AAF players receive three-year, $250,000 non-guaranteed deals, making Kaepernick's reported ask an apparent non-starter. Am I crazy, or are both those numbers ridiculous? Um, well, the, the settlement, the settlement, I don't think that's No, no, ridiculous. I'm talking about what the AAF wanted to pay Colin Kaepernick, $250,000, versus the $20 million that Colin Kaepernick wanted. Oh, I, those got are, I got you, I got Those you. are opposite ends of the spectrum of ridiculous. Well, I don't, I, do we have any idea what sort of, you know, if the NFL is worth 
11 or $12 billion or whatever it's worth right now. Do we have any idea what the AAF is worth? Is the AAF oh, worth, worth $100 million? anything at this point, can it? I don't know. I would think that paying a player, did, so did he want $20 million wanted, a year or a $20 million? Would it, could it have been like a three-year $20 the, million? All, the thing? report that I see says Kaepernick asked for at least $20 million to play. So It he, doesn't say if it was a single year or if that was over the span of a multi-year contract. Here's my best guess. Colin Kaepernick knows he's an NFL caliber quarterback. Now we could debate: is he a fringe starter? Is he a backup? But there's no if there are 90 quarterbacks in the NFL and on practice squads, or let's even say most teams have a quarterback and a backup, and some have a third stringer. So let's say it's 60. Let's say there's All 60 I have quarterbacks. All I to say is Nathan Peterman. You're doing Correct. way too much math. Colin Kaepernick should be in the NFL because Nathan Peterman. Correct. Right. 100. percent Yeah. So if he thinks that he is even a league average quarterback among starters. $20 million would be the going rate for a league average quarterback. You could even argue that $27 million guaranteed is the going rate yeah, for a league average quarterback. Yeah, but he knows that the AAF doesn't have $20 million. That's something you throw out to just say, get off my back. I don't yeah. want to play for it's you. Symb- yeah. It's a symbolic amount. He's saying, hey, there are, what, 20 quarterbacks who make $20 million in the NFL, and I'm just as good as, all, as, as, as at least 10 of them. That's what he thinks. I think if he was if he was going to play in another league, the the realistic potentially league is probably the new XFL, right? No, because they are very um very pro anthem and they're yes. they are okay. they're making a concerted effort to oh, that's play right. the, yeah, that's right. to okay. the pro anthem. Because crowd. I was gonna say the Alliance is not the place he's gonna go play. But yeah, that that whole thing But to on the flip side, offering him two hundred and fifty thousand yeah. dollars, if I'm Colin Kaepernick, I go, Who needs who more? Mm-hmm. Does Colin Kaepernick need the AAF more, or does the AAF need Colin Kaepernick more? And the answer is the AAF needs Colin Kaepernick much more than he needs them. Yeah, I, I wonder too though if because of the loose alliance uh, between the AAF, <laughs> the laugh, and the National like Football right League, I wonder if their interest in Kaepernick was very tepid too, because the National Football. I mean, this is you know because as we. Now know more than ever after the settlement came down today, mm-hmm. the uh, National Football League basically had no interest in Kaepernick, who, to your point, would have easily had a job and should have long ago. Yeah. So I do. I wonder if they sort of just went and sniffed around w- without any actual intention of trying to get him to play because of that fact. So I'm trying to find this quote from Adam Silver. I'm pretty sure I saw an article yesterday that uh, Adam Silver is on the record saying, or no, I'm sorry, it was David Stern. Was it David Stern? It was David saying Stern, that, yes. that Colin Kaepernick would for sure still be playing in the NBA if this was an NBA ordeal. Yeah. And I, I'd love to dig a little bit deeper on that because he's right. He's 100% right. Why is it that the NBA has had players speak out against social injustices or let's say even perceived social injustices if you want to put that word in? Uh, LeBron James has been very frontal. A lot of those players have ripped the president directly, right? There, there's a lot of players who have said polarizing things in the NBA, and that league is thriving. Record number of people are watching and following that league. So why is it that the NFL can't navigate its way around a guy who was a Super Bowl quarterback at one point and one of the most exciting players in the league? Like, why is he just, why can't they figure out a way? To have him in the league. And to go back to Stern's time as commissioner of the NBA, didn't um, the former Chris Jackson actually protest during the anthem? And the league the league frowned upon that, had a problem with it, but very much went and worked with the players. Like, they didn't blackball the guy. They're basically, they basically said, we don't like what you did, 
we understand it, and therefore we're going to work through it. As and what they the compromise they came to was yeah. he didn't have to stand for the anthem, but he had to stay back in the locker yes. room yeah. during the anthem if he wasn't. Going but he didn't to. get banished basically right. from the league like this guy did. Right. And I have I have no clue other than for a league that that is as popular as any probably in the world and makes billions of dollars. I don't think I've ever seen an entity with more PR fiascos than football. I also think that the 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 demographic and the parts of the country where people are are put off by Colin Kaepernick and others uh national protests during the national anthem, the NBA knows that they already don't have that crowd. And chances are they're not going to have that crowd. So go ahead and dislike LeBron James. Go ahead and dislike Dwayne Wade and anybody else who speaks out about these these social issues and these perceived social injustices. Yeah. The NBA knows it already doesn't have that swath of the audience, so they're not worried about alienating them. It's not it's not it's not a group of people that they're necessarily going after and marketing to in in any way, shape, or form. It just seems like something that would be easy to navigate around if you have a PR army and if you've got money and marketing budget, you know, um, I don't understand. I just, I, I don't understand why he can't sign on with a team, have the initial media of, cause there's going to be a fiasco right away. Sure. Have it be a thing right away. And maybe you find a way to maybe, maybe you find a way to agree with him. Listen, man. All right. Like we want you in the league cause you're a good player and you're an exciting player. But let's find a compromise here with you and with the rest of the players that we're not going to do it during the anthem because it gets misinterpreted and and people take it the wrong way. But if you want to go out and wear a T-shirt pregame or something and be on camera and post stuff to your social media, that's okay. That's what the NBA does. The NBA says, all right, you want to wear a T-shirt during shoot around? We're not in love with it, but that's fine. Like we're, we want we want the players to be happy. It just it doesn't seem like it's that complicated to find a way to fix this. They made it much more complicated and difficult than it needed to be from the start. Mm-hmm. What offends us or should is, is this too. Colin Kaepernick plays a position at which teams are desperate to find guys, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely for, desperate. Yes. And for them to expect us to believe that that many the the entire league basically said, you know what though, this guy just can't play. Mm-hmm. Like, how stupid do you think we are? Correct. Like, you would be better off coming out and saying. We're doing this. We're not going to allow him to play. And I know, I know that you can't, but just the, if Colin Kaepernick played take a pick of positions, running back, for instance, okay? I still wouldn't buy it, but I wouldn't be nearly as offended as maybe the toughest position in all of sports. And this guy can play it. And you're employing Nathan Peterman. Yeah. Or this, or backup quarterbacks and telling us that you can't sign him because you don't believe that he can play in your league. Mm-hmm. That to me is offensive. And that's why they settled today with him and Eric Reed. And reportedly, Mike Freeman, I believe it was of the Bleacher Report had this first. They settled for somewhere between 60 and $80 million to make the collusion lawsuit against the NFL go away. Man, that's pretty amazing. So he basically got a four-year contract, essentially, yeah. is what that what that is, a four-year guarantee contract. And that explains why he was so quick to dismiss the alliance, doesn't it? Yeah. Because, I mean, hey, the, you said it. the news broke afterwards. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you finally came around. The AAF, I stand corrected. <laughs> the, new, the news came out shortly, shortly after the AAF news that he had turned down the offer from them. Yeah. But you know he knew before that offer came that they were close to some sort of settlement and had a ballpark range of how much he was going to win in that settlement, which 
which made him made him that much more valuable to the AAF in comparison to how valuable the AAF was to him. Yeah. Do you guys think if if there was another option? So, all right, listen, dude, you can get let's call it seventy million dollars in a settlement, or you can be reinstated, quote unquote. Back into because that's really what what's happening. He's he needs to be reinstated into the NFL, mm-hmm. and then you'll make whatever money the quarterback market dictates. Which do you think he would have chosen? If I'm him, I want both because I've been done wrong. It's 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 wrong what the NFL did to him, and I'm still good enough to play in this league. So I want compensation for for what's been done to me and keeping me out of this league for three years when I should have been earning, Mm -hmm. and just look at the rest of the talent around the league if you don't believe me, and I believe I'm still good enough to play in this league, so somebody should sign me. I want both. Call me greedy if you want, but I want both. He's 29 now, right? Yeah, I I think he's actually 31. Okay, because here's my question now. Does he have both? Like, he's he's basically being paid... Yeah, he's 31. He's being paid for being ostracized from the, the league for a, a long period of time here now. But if now the gloves are off and the league's like, okay, it's done with, you know there's going to be teams calling this guy. There's no question. There are teams that are desperate for quarterbacks. If if you go to the rest of the league now and say, all right, the wink-wink is gone, you can sign th- this guy – I think there's a good chance I, that, that he at least gets to go, so. go to a camp. Because he's still know, bad man. for business. I don't know he is, though, because it's it's a position that you're desperate to fill. If he was a running back, I agree completely. But he's a quarterback, and he's got value. I'm more with Rami on this. I think it's, like, your logic is sound. But then you put yourself in the, the shoes and the mind of an NFL owner, and an owner is going to ask a general manager this question. Okay, if tens of thousands of our fans decide that they don't want to watch our product anymore because they can't stand Colin Kaepernick and what he stands for or kneels for. Is he good enough as a quarterback to win them back on the field? Can no. He, can he help you win is my and question. I hate, I and hate it, that that's the logic, but that is, and I disagree with all of that logic. It only takes one team, though. It only takes one team to say, we need help at this position and this guy can win. It takes one. It does not take an entire league, and I do buy that this that that the league settled today because every team was basically told he's poisoned. You can't sign him. So I think that's gone now because you can't keep that 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 up. This is not the collusion cannot continue. So you can't say sure we, can. we've like settled. Can sue him again. We've settled, but I'm but from a legal standpoint, the collusion can't continue. So it only takes. One or two teams to say this guy can help us win, and if we win, the fans are going to forgive quickly. It'll be a bleep storm very quickly, but once that's gone, and this is 2019, the new cycle passes. I think that there's a chance that he at least gets an opportunity. I think it's a sli- I think it's a sliding scale of how how good he is on the field, and therefore how much money. He makes an organization with winning football mm-hmm. versus how much he loses for you with the the part of the audience who he alienates with his protests and and his 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 cause, if you will. And if he's Aaron Rodgers, hell, if he's young Colin Kaepernick who just took the Forty ers to the Super Bowl, he's worth it. He the, the what he's going to make for you in in wins and the money that you get from winning outweighs what you're going to lose. And that's what this comes down to. I'm sure there are NFL owners who agree with Colin Kaepernick's social stance. 
but they put money before the social stance. Yeah. And they look at it and they say, it's just not a smart business decision to sign Colin Kaepernick. What we lose with the audience that we alienate, we're not, we're not making that back with the production on the field and the money that we make based on his production on the field. Think about this for a second. And, and this is what drives you crazy. Kareem Hunt just got a job again. Mm-hmm. Now, now I'm not even saying he doesn't deserve it, but it's certainly iffy. He just got the job. There's a chance because of this guy's social stance. As far as we know, he didn't hit a person. He didn't do a thing that was that was truly wrong. It might be wrong in the eyes of some Americans, but it's not. But there's nothing. But he asserted his rights. He might not get a, a job and hasn't for what four years yeah. now. Three he, did, years? he did nothing unlawful. Think about how crazy that, that we is. know of. It is, but but now that, and I know what you guys are saying. I don't disagree with what you're saying. But now that Kareem Hunt has been signed, and the NFL organizations and and ownership groups have put their cards face up on the table, they're saying, "Oh yeah, like Kareem Hunt is is Kareem Hunt is a is the best or one of the five best running backs in the NFL, mm-hmm. and that overrides all of the other stuff." But, but I Colin think, Kaepernick I think, isn't one of the top five quarterbacks. It applies so. across the board. Ray Rice wasn't Ray yep. Rice wasn't going to make up for what you lost by people who were disgusted that you signed Ray Rice. He was at a point in his career where he wasn't going to make up for that loss you were going to have. Kareem Hunt is good enough and young enough. This all comes down to dollars. Kareem Hunt is going to help your football team enough that you're going to make back whatever money you lose with the part of the audience that you alienate with the extra jerseys and merchandise that you sell with with the bump in ratings for Browns games because they're winning and whatever advertising you get with that. He's going to make up for the loss. This all comes down to dollars and cents. Has nothing to do with morals. Has nothing to do with beliefs. These NFL teams are trying to maximize every player on their roster and squeeze every dollar they possibly can for them. And if you can't make me more money than you're going to lose me, sayonara. We're going to check in with Roycey down in Florida when we come back. It's Mackie and Jeb with Rami from the TCL studios. Let's talk for a brief moment about Luther Brookdale Toyota, 694 on Brooklyn Boulevard. You've got a service light on in your vehicle, you say? Well, bring it into my friends at Luther Brookdale Toyota. They'll turn that light off, tell you what it means, and give you a free no-obligation estimate on repair. You know, it turns out the light turns on when all the uh, antifreeze is just pouring out of the bottom of your car. That that's happened a, around me. Yeah, really. that's a thing. That's a thing that happens. <laughs> uh, you can uh, you can take your car in and have them uh, fix it. No-obligation estimate on repair. And if there's coolant or whatever flowing out of your vehicle, well, I'm sure that'll maybe take a little longer to fix, but... They'll fix it for you. That's how they roll at Luther Brookdale Toyota. Uh, again, 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard. And if you stop in, make sure you uh, take a walk through that Luther Lounge, too, with all kinds of comfortable seating and 270-inch flat-screen TVs, a play area for the kids, complimentary coffee, tea, and snacks. The website is LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. Tell them Phil Mackey sent you. TCL Broadcast Studios, Mackie Judd with Rami, and now it's time to wrap with our guy, Royce. Patrick, uh, your, your takeaways from the uh, press conference today with the Polanco and Kepler signings being made official. Here's my takeaway. Yeah. Why did you have a press conference for Kepler and Polanco? <laughs> Who cares? You know, one of them... They're, they're very proud, one of, is, one of them is coming off a, a year besmirched by a half-a-season suspension, and the other one hit two twenty four. I mean, if if you got Press Rosario release? and if you got if you got Rosario and 
or Rios, then then have a press conference. Otherwise, send out a release and say the fellas would be down in the clubhouse. But they ended up on MLB Network because there's so little going on in baseball. Mm-hmm. You know that the the ES, I think, yeah, MLB Network's cameras were in Boston. They were at Boston today. And Boston was giving them a hard time about getting the people they want. So they came over and made it Twins Day and covered the press conference and did all this other nonsense. So anyway, that's, yeah. I, but I, I I don't know. Everybody was worked up about a big news day. What? I, I, I just don't see it as a big news day. It's, a, it's interesting because they gave the long-term contracts to guys trying to protect themselves financially for the future. But, I mean, it, it, this isn't exactly uh, signing up two superstars so they can't get away from you. Yeah, that's fair, right? That's fair. Am I wrong? No, I mean, no. It's I guess if you would have said if 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 without the context of these guys signed a contract, if you would have said how much do you want to hear from Jorge Polanco and Max Kepler, I'd say I'm I'm good. Give me twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah. I'm in front of a microphone. That's what I'm looking for. That's what you want. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Just don't tell Jorge how strong he's looking. He gets very nervous. <laughs> I, uh, I discovered that uh, yesterday, as I told you. So, yeah, I don't know, but, you know, here's my concern. Rocco runs a country club. They were all gone early today, going to go golfing. Oh, no. Day two. Day two. We got to be working. He's not going to make it. He's not going to survive here. Oh, he's running a country club, you know. Uh, actually, he's a, you know, I, I don't. You should see the stuff they're doing, though. These exercises the physiologist has them doing. They and they don't do jumping jacks anymore. They bend over backwards and uh, you know doing like some yoga, Pilates. It looks like a porn movie out there. Oh, <laughs> Twins you after know, dark. They're, they're doing tricks and stuff. It's uh, really weird. Are they uh, are they doing partner stretching? <laughs> no, no, I haven't seen that yet. Okay, but, uh, but a lot of you know, like instead of. You know, bending over and touching your toes, you're bending over the other way and trying to touch your rear end or something. Oh, I mean, uh, it's uh, very strange. Yeah. Uh, so what, how, how would you do so? I saw Dustin Morse put out a note that you have now passed Sid Hartman in total twin spring trainings covered. How would you characterize your first two or three twin spring trainings and what happened at those spring trainings compared to uh, the eclectic stretching moves that they do today, Pat? Things are a little different. Uh, there's no doubt. I, I told you guys yesterday, and I, I said at the Baldelli today, and he kind of agreed with me, that baseball's changed more in five years than it changed in 40 years before that. Now he's not that old. He doesn't remember that stuff. But you know what? Until I looked harder at that number, now I'm a little frightened, 45 years of this. It's... Uh, it seems like the last 20 have gone awful rapidly. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, those first, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. The first eight I was drinking, so you can't hold me responsible for those okay. eight, you know, because, uh, you know, get something written and head to the bar. That was uh, that was the uh, philosophy uh, for the first eight years. But, yeah, it's, it's completely different. Uh, the funny thing is I was looking at uh, something. I, d- I was doing a little high school thing for s- Sunday for, uh, for and looking at uh, 1966 state baseball tournament, I mean basketball tournament story, and the spring training 
had like a 20-inch game story on a spring training game. Uh, Camilo Pasquale pitched five scoreless. The Twins were playing the Red Sox in San Juan. But it was, not only is it completely different, but it was covered completely different. It was covered like it was a game, you know. Like a, And uh, uh, here's another little stat for you from that. The Twins won that exhibition game in San Juan. It was the first one they played against the Red Sox that year. They, they had won the last 15 games they played against the Red Sox in 1965. Oh. So it was a 16-game winning streak, according to the story. <laughs> it was an exhibition game. But the fact that the Red Sox, that there was a time when the Red Sox were this rotten baseball team and uh, the Twins beat them in in. 1965, when the Twins went to the World Series, the Red Sox won two of the first three, and the Twins won the last 15 against the Red Sox. They didn't draw, right? Oh, they were terrible. Early 60s, they were thinking about they were going to follow the uh, Boston Braves out of town. They were they were like looking up, they're like low 600,000, 500,000. Nobody was going. Fenway was a dump. We're not going to that dump. Now it's a shrine. You go, you know, they got. 14-inch wide seats made for little midget people from the 1910s. And, uh, I, I went once and sat in the stands for uh, uh, th- three games down behind home plate. I sat in the corner of the seat for uh, three and a half hours every night. You know, There's no room for a fat ass uh, in Fedway, but, <laughs> but uh, vastly overrated in my opinion. Love the, I do love the geometry of it, though. I, yeah. I love to watch the field is the the structure itself stinks but the field is great Pat, i have a random question for you about baseball baseball in the 70s how many how many players smoked uh you know it was starting to get cut down but yeah quite a few uh but in the 60s i mean cop will tell you all of past camilo all those guys they all they all smoked in the 60s in the 70s it was less it was it was, I mean, it wasn't like you'd walk in the clubhouse and if somebody was having a heater, you'd be surprised. But, you know, it was, uh, it was a lot of guys chewed. You know, there was a lot, probably more chewing than there was smoking. But uh, it, it was, it was, uh, it was starting to go somewhat out of favor. And then by 2012, it was just Siyoshi Nishioka. <laughs> yes, right. That was it. Although, uh, you couldn't beat. If you want to know about smoking athletes, though, my favorite used to be the hockey guys. Still in the uh, one where we playing Savard and those guys with the Blackhawks. Uh, Eighty-three, uh, early eighties, yeah. Early eighties, yeah. You go in there and interview the Blackhawks after one of those games, and half of them were having a heater. Gila <laughs> <laughs> Fleur used to smoke between periods with Montreal, oh, and Savard yeah, just smoked between periods with the Blackhawks. Yeah. I think yeah, Savard loved the heaters. I remember, I remember interviewing him. <laughs> yeah. But uh, any, yeah, I don't see much. But it, we have no idea what's going on here. Uh, we're just all anxiously waiting to see if Willens Astadio shows up tomorrow. They've now promised us that he'll be here tomorrow. So. He, he damn well better be. Rami's going to riot if Willens Astadio doesn't. Yeah, show I need up. my Astadio fix. It's been long <laughs> enough. <laughs> Uh, Dustin Morris told me that he tweeted out something on uh, Astadio with amid all the other news, and it got more retweets than anything he's done. He's now. a phenomenon. Yeah. Don't yes, it's, don't uh, don't deny it.
Yep. Uh, Pat? Well, I was going to say, that's we got about 30 seconds left, so you've got parting shots here. Or uh, if you want to wish us a a happy weekend Uh, in the frozen tundra. The Gophers uh, basketball season uh, will uh, either die or be kept alive tomorrow afternoon against Indiana. They lose that one, and uh, it's all over. Yeah, tough to uh, disagree with that. All right, Pat, we'll see you Monday. See you, Royce. All right. Wrapping with Royce. Beat Indiana. Well, Indiana's at home. You should beat them. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, if you guys remember, we asked our listeners to give us a five star review on Apple. Yeah. Mackie and Jeb with Rami on Apple, and then give us a random Minnesota athlete. Yeah. And okay. So, and and so some of the comments are slow to come through the system. Thank you to all of you who gave us ratings. I think there was a couple one stars in there, but you know what? At least you're engaging. Yeah. Thanks. We appreciate. <laughs> we appreciate it. it. But uh, I'm just reading some of the comments that are coming through here. Uh, Ryan says Steve Jordan, the Vikings tight end, is his favorite random Minnesota athlete. That's good, yeah. Steve Jordan was very good. This is my favorite one here from someone named The British Are Coming Revere. Jamie Carroll for the Twins, the 39-year-old journeyman infielder, was the best the Twins could do at second base and shortstop since they couldn't develop their own prospects Corner locker, baby. He had a corner (laughs) locker. He did. He was a big deal. He did, yep. You covered him. So keep him coming. We'll read him. Hell, you send us your favorite random Minnesota athlete on the uh, the Apple Basil Review. McCray today. Yeah, big fighter from the... Oh, Basil McCray was great. Uh, we'll teach you all about Basil McCray this weekend, Ryan. Can't wait. <laughs> Can't Hockey fighting. Wait. Hockey fighting is very I'll important, I'll take a break Rami. from the AAF and NBA All-Star Alliance. weekend to learn about that. The Alliance. Uh,